0: You are listening to the qsr web podcast are you a supplier or a brand working to elevate the customer experience the interactive customer experience association connects brands suppliers agencies and more who are working to create transcendent customer experiences let's work together to create a better customer experience ecosystem for us all join the icx association today at icxa.org
1: Thanks for joining us for this week's QSR Web Podcast. I'm QSR Web editor Shelly Whitehead. And we're trying a little something different this week with a two-part edition featuring a recent interview with DC-based brand and pizza and its CEO, Michael Astoria. The tour was his usual open and sharing self and offered some insights in our interview that we thought other brands might be interested in hearing about. So come right back after this brief word to hear the first part of the series focused on building a pizza brand as both a business and a mission.
0: The Interactive Customer Experience Association's mission is to connect B2C brands to technology that elevates the customer experience. Brands have access to resources, project help, news, and insights based around boosting their customer experience. Suppliers gain network opportunities to reach these brands and help them provide solutions to elevate their customer experience. Join today at ICXA.org.
1: All right, now we're back with our listeners again who are in luck today as the very different, very counterculture but always very big hearted DC based brand and pizza is our subject of concentration today as and pizza CEO, Michael Astoria has joined us. Welcome, Michael.
2: Thank you for having me really excited to to chat
1: with you today. My pleasure. You know, yours was such a fascinating brand, which kind of, well, I'll just say metaphorically wears the leather jacket and long hair in a room full of suits and ties. But that's really kind of almost emblematic of Ann Pizza's personality, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's I mean it's it's funny you say it. I, I think that, you know, as a you know, as a brand, we definitely have a strong personality and strong point of view in terms of how we see the world, you know, what we're looking to do through pizza and you know so how we're looking to um, continue to grow and sort of spread our proverbial gospel and as far and as wide as we can. So I think it's I think it's well said. It does connect the dots uh, very specifically in terms of uh, you know who the brand is as a person.
1: Spread your proverbial gospel. I have to find out <laughs> what is the proverbial gospel of Ann Pizza.
2: So. Uh, people often ask me, you know, why you called it and pizza, because the name in and of itself, is kind of goofy. And when you lead with a symbol, that's an ampersand that has, you know, quite a bit of historic meaning in context. Um, you know, I, I definitely have some explaining to do. So for us, it was really about building a, a, a values based business and the symbol that we felt like at the time that best reflected those values was the ampersand. And it was a lot about promoting unity Uh, and doing the right thing and that's kind of the biggest filter that we use in a lot of the decisions that we make which is you know are we uniting people are we doing the right thing predominantly as it impacts the employer the employee relationship and how can we really rethink you know what it means to be uh the right kind of employer everything from, you know, wage to policy to democratizing decision-making, everything in between, you know, we are just really focused on uh, how we can sort of change the way that people think about that and build a business that can be a case study, hopefully for others to follow. So that that's where the idea and pizza comes for. And I fell in love with the food service industry because food is extremely emotional, but also for the sheer fact that it employs 10% of America's workforce. A fact that I think a lot of us inside the industry know, but many people that don't work within or don't follow the industry really aren't keyed into, and that's what makes this so special. It's probably one of the most human industries and always has been, um, and that's really what we enjoy the most about it.
1: That's interesting for you to say in these days when we're all just immersed in technology. Um you know, but but it's kind of an interesting approach. I I, I just want to check with you at, at at nearly you're like seven years in now for the brand, aren't you?
2: Gosh, yeah, we're coming up on our, our seventh anniversary um, this summer.
1: Okay, so and, and you're now in five states in D.C.
2: Yeah, we're Virginia, Washington D.C., Maryland. Um, we are in Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, and Florida.
1: Okay. How many, how many locations total? I just want to, these are the facts that everybody wants to, to get yeah, of course. the we latest have, on. We have, we, have,
2: we have 30, 34 locations. We have another 13, uh, in development that will open this year. Um, and, and we're looking to continue to grow, you know, thoughtfully, um, but also, you know, continuing to pick up the pace, you know, over the coming years.
1: So speaking of those cities and states that the brand currently has settled into, they're all, each one is their own community and community really is kind of key to Ampish's m- mission. Um, so I wonder how do you make that materialize in different places? Yeah, I think
2: a lot of it is about, you know, figuring out the right way for us to fit in. I mean, we are very comfortable um, in cities, uh, given the fact that we operate in, you know, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Philly, New York, Boston, Miami, uh, some of the larger cities and, of course, high concentration in the mid-Atlantic and Northeast. um, That feels like our, you know, DNA and, and the birthplace of, you know, where Ann Pizza comes from. But each city has its own, you know, unique characteristics. So, when we really think about, you know, how we design the pizza shops to, you know, the food and the ingredients that we source to sort of the vibe and the culture, um, you know, of the four walls that we create, that that's where really it's most impactful. There's the obvious stuff, which is the sort of the local charitable partnerships, the being a good neighbor, you know, what it means to be a part of a community. And there's the other stuff in terms of like bringing, you know, our DNA to that particular neighborhood, you know or market or city and, you know, trying our best um, to add value and and not just open our doors and ask for a share of your wallet, but bring something more than that, Uh, you know, bring a community-based organization that, you know, respects its people, that, you know, pays a fair wage, that develops its people, that gets integrated into, you know, anything and everything that's important to those that come to work for us, to those that have lived in that, you know, neighborhood for, for decades prior to our arrival. Uh, so there's no real special sauce to do it. It's just really focusing on every single aspect of how we do fit in and how we do elevate, uh, you know, the neighborhoods that we serve on a on a constant basis.
1: So you know, a lot of this uh, entails a lot of um, social consciousness. Um, the brand seems to be very socially conscious and have that kind of personality. So, what kind of customer? Does that attract? And what do they want in a pizza brand?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that you know, we're, we're pretty woke as it relates to know, <laughs> eyes being wide open. Uh, part part of that's because we're you know headquartered smack dab in the middle of you know Washington D.C., which you know is I think more popular now than probably ever before, at least in the mainstream media, day in and day out. Um, you know, but. More broadly speaking, we sell pizza. So I, I think generally speaking, our product you know, appeals to the masses. I think the brand is a little bit more niche in terms of we're really focused on, you know, a younger audience. You know, we build the brand around the people and the culture of and pizza in terms of those that come to work and dedicate their time, energy, and life for. So a lot of what you see externally in terms of how we market, how we present, it's who we are as a group of people. It, it's our culture, and our, our culture is basically the sum of our ingredients. The ingredients are our people. So as we're growing, as we're adding, you know, bodies to the team, um, that ultimately becomes who we are. We focus a lot of our messaging internal on that. And so when you follow us on social, you know, the stuff that we're doing, whether it's interesting internet culture stuff, Right. Or it's you know social justice oriented you know things or activities um, that's really just us getting behind the things that interest our people uh, and, and and putting the weight of the company behind it and that's what makes I think the brand a lot of fun to come work for and very relatable uh, because we have a high dose of humanity the brand is a human being uh, it has values it has purpose it has intentionality and a strong point of view and a personality and we're not ashamed to you know, communicate that way and sort of rip the Band-Aid off, which I think is a lot of fun. I mean, one of the things that we did most recently is you can't email us. And if you do find an email address, we don't really respond. You can't call us. All of our communication with our employees we call tribe members and our customers happens via text message. So we have hundreds of text message conversations that are happening day in and day out, and we're rolling out a full text commerce platform in the next couple of months here, where that's going to be the primary method of ordering pizza. Um, And the main reason for that is that's the most human way today uh, for people to communicate. And so it seems like that's very fitting
1: for our brand. That's interesting. So text ordering, that's a whole new, I mean, that's, how's that going to go? And what is entailed in getting The brand up to speed with that well the first thing was pushing
2: all communication to sort of a one-to-one vis-a-vis text uh, which we've done and so getting an understanding of you know what customer service looks like um, you know what types of you know questions are coming into us what things do we need to respond to and getting really good at having that buttoned up um, and then getting ready to flip the switch, where we're going to be, you know, taking all of our orders or most of our order flow through that platform. I, I quite frankly think it's, you know, it's such a better experience because this notion of, you know, ordering from someone, ordering from a human being, despite doing it through, you know, a cell phone or mobile device, where you can actually have a one-to-one conversation. Imagine you place an order, and seconds later, you realize that that wasn't the order that you wanted or you weren't going to be able to pick it up in 10 minutes or you wanted it delivered in 45 minutes, not 15 minutes and everything in between the ability to just fire off a text message and chain things in real time and talk to another human being that fundamentally gets it or gets you. Or if you just have questions about, hey, I'm thinking about ordering this, what pairs well with that? Or, hey, you know, I'm new to and pizza, any recommendations? So I think it's it's finding a way to leverage technology to actually become more human and have a higher dose of humanity where you can truly engage in one-to-one conversation thoughtfully uh, in a way that, that, that feels like two people are standing in front of one another or talking next to each other. And that's really a lot of the things that we're trying to do.
1: It really sounds like you have to empower your people to make their own decisions in that kind of system. And be responsive for their own thoughts. Uh, Where, am I correct? You know, because it seems like uh, scripts are handed out to employees quite often. And, you know, you respond like this. So how much empowerment do you have to give to an employee to be able to work with a system like that?
2: Well, you you picked up on the most important aspect, which is. It doesn't work if it's scripted. It only works if it's authentic, if and it's real. And I think that's what that's what makes this brand work the most is that we allow, you know, our people who are the de facto face of the brand, right? Those that are having the interaction day in and day out with our guests in the shop to do the same communication digitally. And we're not afraid if mistakes are made because people make mistakes. People make mistakes in communication all the time, and we're just willing to, you know, lead with what we think is the right thing to do. And I think that's very hard for a lot of companies to get comfortable with this notion that you're not going to be able to control every conversation. You're not going to be able to you know, necessarily get everyone to do what you want them to do. It really comes down to if you have values and you hire based on those values, if the brand has a personality, you hire people that fit that personality and you give them complete permission and freedom to be who they are to celebrate their oneness to communicate the way they communicate to their friends with your guests it works really well and i found that when you give people that permission and freedom oftentimes they, uh, they 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 respect you for it there's a high degree and a heightened degree of trust and they take that responsibility very seriously versus the opposite of that which is oh imagine all of the hr issues that could stem from this or all of the things that could go wrong most well, certainly things could go wrong, but we fundamentally believe that one-to-one human interaction, whether it's in shops or whether it's digital, is the most important interaction, and we want it to be real, authentic, um, and heartfelt.
1: Lestoria has strong feelings about how his chain communicates and deals with its employees who tend to be some of the better paid restaurant workers in their markets. That is one of the areas we'll cover in the rest of my interview with Lestoria, along with how Ann Pizza managed to react so quickly to that whole hallway pizza guy meme during Michael Cohen's televised testimony on Capitol Hill at the end of February, as well as plans for growth and other surprises. So come back and listen to the remainder of the podcast on this site, YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes beginning Wednesday, March 13th. Thanks and have a great day and even better business.